Hello and welcome back to the second tier betting, your specialist pod for punting on the championship. You're joining me, James Cantrell, aka Jimmy the Punt, live from Meadowall Park and Ride today. Needs must. Uh, it's a lovely bit of tarmac though, so congratulations if you've ever used it. No Matthew today. He's been sacked. He's uh, just too many losers. Joking, of course. He's on holiday again. I think he's in Krakow at the minute. Um, more holidays than the Queen, that kid. So, filling in for him is a man I'm sure you'll have heard of. The page he tips for is up 91 points, which is just insane because that's barely even three months. It's Ollie Nixon. Ollie, thank you so much for doing this. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all. Thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. Hopefully, you'll uh, you'll bail us out a bit because it's not been going too well recently. Yeah, we'll see, see what I can do. It's a uh... Quite nice, actually, for me to dip into the championship. It's an area that I look into a little bit, but to have to pick three specifically from that league is, uh, yeah, let me to a couple of bits that hopefully have got some value for you. Yeah, it's a challenge, but if you could just, uh, if you could get us three winners, that'd be lovely. Put us back in the, uh, back in the green. <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> but, so, before we get into it, got a little bit, uh, yeah, so started a new feature for the intro, just to spice things up. It's a little bit of trivia, so... For, for you, Ollie, to answer, and hey, listener, you can even join along at home if you want to. It's um, the January transfer window shut on Tuesday. So, have you got any ideas, Ollie, which championship club spent the most money? The answer, I don't think it will really surprise you, to be honest. Oh, dear. Um, do, you know, do you know what, weirdly, it's a strange one, the transfer window, because I kind of keep track of it. And then I feel like every time there's a window, I get about two weeks down the line and there's about six players that have moved, that are big old moves. And I, I've just totally passed it by. I just, I don't know what it is about the transfer window. Maybe I've sort of moved away from it. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a one that I don't pay masses of attention to. Um, who would I think have spent the most money? Um, there's obviously some clubs down there that have got a lot of money spent. Um... I would go with... I'm going to go for a diff- different one, actually, I think. I'm going to jump in with... No, I'm not. Sorry, I'm changing my mind loads here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with Norwich, just because they've got a lot of money um, and new manager. Why not? Ooh, it's a good shout. It's sort of in, in that region of the parachute payment, boys. It's actually Burnley, the leaders. They spent 14.15 million, according to Transfer Market, a a budget expenditure dwarfed by what's going on in the league above. Uh, the main import was South African striker Lyle Forster joining from Belgium for 11 million. One of three um, signings they made uh, that Vincent Company made. It does little to alter the title price. Obviously, clear at the top of the table. It only strengthens their credentials. They are one to three to win the league. So. Enough of that. This is the second tier betting. What we're going to do is give you our three best bets from the championship this weekend and hopefully bring you some winners. That will make a change. We've got naps, next best and long shots. As I said, it was an awful weekend. Last podcast, zero out of seven winners. I felt a little bit aggrieved in the manner of my next best. I was on West Brom, double chance at Turf Moor. Uh, where they were leading up until sort of the last 10 minutes. Two late goals for the host swung the tie in uh, company's favour. So that was a tough one to take. And then my nap was Watford with a minus one a, uh, handicap on the Asian line. They only managed a 1-1 draw with Rotherham. So that one didn't go close. We didn't even get pushed there. And I was stung again by Jaden Bogle, who I tipped any time 
against Hull for Sheffield United and he missed a big chance, which was a, a bit of a sickener. But alas, uh, that put us into the red minus five and a half points to be exact. The first time we are in the red this season, but it stings all the same. Before we get into the good stuff, the bets, you've got to remember this is a gambling podcast and gambling comes with serious risks. So please remember to gamble responsibly. Right then. Let's crack on. Ollie, what have you got for your nap this weekend? So I'm heading to Millwall. I've come from Millwall to beat Sunderland at 2.05, um, which is the price you can get at Bet365. Now, I'm going to caveat this by saying that when I asked a few weeks ago who I like for the Championship playoffs, I did have Sunderland in my top six. Um, I really like what Purdy Mopra has done there. I think he's got a really exciting young squad. Um, and so Sunderland fans, please don't hate me too much for saying that you're going to go and lose up at the den. Um <laughs> I think the injury to Ross Stewart, who looks like he might be out for the rest of the season, along with Ellis Sims heading back to Everton, is creating a huge problem for them. Their success this season has largely been built on being a side that scored plenty. And having lost two players in a week who combined for just over 40% of their league goals, like many Black Cats fans, I'm quite worried about where these goals are going to come from now. I love Amadiallo and Patrick Roberts as much as the next guy, but I'm not really convinced that Joe Gelhart is the man to replace such a big dent in their attacking prowess. They travel to Millwall here, who have their third best home record in the league, and they can see just eight goals in their 13 games at the Den. Four goals less than any other side in the league conceded at home this season. They've also only conceded once in their last five games, so it's going to be a seriously tough nut to crack for a side who I've already mentioned have lost much of their attacking threat. Sunderland did comfortably see them off 3 0 in the reverse fixture, so perhaps a strange one picking Millwall to win here, but they're a really different prospect at home, but they haven't lost the league game since September. I fancy him to push on, get the three points here. So, yeah, Millwall to beat Sunderland, 2.05. Yeah, love it. And I think, like as you alluded to, the key part is that the injury to Rod Stewart stretched it off at Craven Cottage. I remember, he's not long since come back from injury, has he? And their results just their results just fell off a cliff points-wise in his absence, didn't they? Yeah, I think I, I, I know a few shrewd people who backed him to be top scorer, I think some quite nice odds who are quite looking forward to seeing him again. You know, he's scored a couple of goals in those games. So, yeah, real, real sickness for them to lose him to another major injury. Absolutely, yeah, great pick. My nap comes from the early kickoff on Saturday. A big, big game at the top of the table between Norwich and Burnley. I'm backing both teams to score at 4-5 to five with William Hill. Now, goals have been a feature of the revitalised Norwich Wagner's tutelage. They're only two games in, but those games have seen 10 goals scored in total. Norwich finding the net eight times, four times in each, and they conceded two. Now, the Canaries faithful will be delighted with this, given predecessor Dean Smith's dull, dull style. And with an XG of 5.5 generated and six big chances created across those two matches, the host should have no issue issues causing Burnley some issues on Saturday. And I do expect this to be a goal-laden clash because obviously it involves Burnley, the league leaders, the league leaders, and the side that tops the charts for goals scored with 55 in total. Staggeringly, they've only failed to find the net in one of their 28 league games, and I think that came at Vicarage, Ro- Vicarage Road, a one-nil loss early on in the season where there was down to 10 men, I believe. Um, I-, I mentioned on the last pod though that the XG data does suggest that they are running on hot. In terms of goals scored, massively outperforming that underlying those underlying figures. But I just don't think the average of 1.96 goals scored per game can be scoffed at. So two two of the big boys of the division, I think they should be exchanging plenty of blows. And at four to five, 
the both teams to score looks really tasty. So, next best, Ali, what have you got? Uh, I'm also over to Carrow I'm going for uh, in the Norwich Burnley game, but I'm dipping into the shots on target market. I've gone for Kieran Dow to have a shot on target, which you can have at even money with Bet365. Um, you kind of said a bit about how Norwich have evolved under Wagner so quickly. I mean, he's he's overseen two league games since taking the helm. A 4-0 thrashing at Preston at Deepdale, another four-goal return away at Coventry. In both of those games, they've been three goals up before the 30-minute mark, and they've still gone on to smash 40 shots. Um, it's obvious that he's got the Canaries fired up, and I can't really really see them changing from that gung-ho approach in what will be his first home league game, even if their opponents are, as you say, runaway leaders Burnley. So Kieran Dow has been one of the highest, uh, big, sorry, biggest beneficiaries of Norwich's new style. He's starting on the right side of a front three, in which he's had four shots across two games, three of which have been on target, and he's found the back of the net three times two, with a brace against Preston and the fourth goal to kill off Coventry. So man in form, getting lots of shots off, playing slightly more advanced than he was under the last regime. Just think that he's a great price here for a shot on target. Even before Wagner's arrival, Norwich were already the team averaging the third most shots at home in the Championship, with 15.4 per game. And whilst Burnley do have one of the best defensive records in the division, they do still concede 11.5 shots per game on their travels. So they're not, you know, they're not keeping the shots out hugely. And the XG data does suggest that there might be a little bit of a drop-off drop off at some point. In Dow, we've got a player full of confidence. Hopefully Norwich come herring out of the blocks again to get us an early winner here to double our money. Oh, yeah, all over that. I didn't realise they'd had so many shots across the two games. 40 is just outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, that is, you, you look at a side who, you know, like I say, three goals up after half an hour, you think there'd be, a, you know, a sense of, right, let's set up. Especially the situation that he's gone into there where, you know, you've got a side that aren't high on confidence. You think of the Coventry game, they go 3-0 up, concede twice. You'd think that there'd be a, sort of some sort of sense of trying to sit on that lead. But it just it just seems that, you know, they're going to go all out attack and, and kind of why not with the, with the the resources at disposal, I guess, is kind of the best way to approach it. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting times at Carroll Road. No doubt about that. My next best is from the Friday night fixture between West Brom and Coventry. And I'm siding with the hosts at 9-11 to 11 with SBK. Now, I'm going to start with the visitors. Mark Robbins side, they've sort of tailed off with the consistency of their results. They've won the most recent game at home to Huddersfield, a poor, a poor town side, but that came off the back of three straight defeats against Coventry, uh, against Norwich, sorry, Burnley, and they was also dumped out of the FA Cup by Wrexham. So I'm not not too happy with their form recently, and they face one of the most improved sides in the division in West Brom. The, the transition from Bruce to Carlos Colbran is just absolute day and night, and he's he's managing to get the best out of what is one of the most talented sides squads in the division since. Colbrand took charge. West Brom are amongst the front runners for points taken in the league over that period. Now, um, they they are ascending rapidly up the division. But if you're looking at the league since just from when Colbrand took charge, they are literally one of the best sides in the division. So I don't know if they are being slightly undervalued in the market still since he uh, took charge at the Hawthorns. He's won 10 of the 14 games. I touched on it in the introduction the most recent defeat was to Burnley where they was leading for large parts of that game the one of the other defeats came against Sheffield United in Cobran's first game in charge it was only four days after he took the reins in the Midlands and the other defeat came against Coventry Friday's opponents but it's worth noting that the only goal of that game came by the spot deep injury injury time so at home I just think West Brom are going to have too much quality for an I don't want to say out of sorts, but a, 
slightly out of form Coventry side who, who, who just sort of left me scratching my head recently. So my next best is West Brom to beat Coventry Friday night at 9-2-11. So, into the long shots. My favourite part of the show. What have you got for us, Ollie? <laughs> Something I made my name on a little bit here. So whenever I'm looking for a long shot, I tend to always head to the goal scorer markets. And whilst my first port of call is looking for players out of position, uh, we usually don't know this until team news. So it's quite it's one we have to try and sort of see what we can do is try and pick something up beforehand for, for things like this. Uh, my next favourite angle is to look out for teams who cannot defend set pieces, find the best aerial threat from their opponents, check out their goal scoring record, and hopefully the odds are in our favour and reflect a bet. So my go-to team in the championship for this is Bristol City. Um, they've conceded the joint most goals from set pieces in the league with 11, and so clearly they've got a deficiency in that department. Opponents Preston have scored the third most from set pieces in the league, which is only behind set piece monsters Millwall and Sheffield United, who have obviously got players like Ahmed Hodzic, John Egan, etc., attacking them. So you'd think here that one of the sides that have conceded the most in the league for set pieces versus third most scored is quite a decent matchup. Now, Preston themselves have got three main set piece threats, two of whom have scored this season in Andrew Hughes, who has got two goals, and he actually scored in the reverse fixture at Ashton Gate. And they've also got Jordan Story, who has also scored two goals. However, they're both priced at 14 to 1 any time here, and I'd probably say that's about fair enough for some goal scoring centre backs. We're, in, we're instead going to have a little dart at the third centre back, which is six foot three Liam Lindsay. Now he's yet to score this season, but he has had fourteen attempts at goal, racking up a total xG of one point four. So he's definitely due a goal. It's a big, it's it's a bigger xG than both Hughes and Story, and so to be getting almost double the price for him to score, he seems a bit of value. He's capable of finding the net, having scored thirteen career goals, and hopefully he can grab one for us here. I always like to spread my unit across the markets in this sort of thing rather than just going for any time. As far too often you'll see your pick, your pick net the only goal in a 1-0 win and absolutely kick yourself for not being on first goal and last goal. So the way I'm going to play it is we're going to have a quarter of a unit on Lindsay to score first at 66-1. to We're also going to have another quarter of a unit on him to score last at 66-1. to And we'll have half a unit on him to score any time at 25-1. to Those prices are all best priced with Skybet. And so we're cheering on the one 0 win with a Lindsay late header. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that, and I love the explanation because I, I do exactly the same when I'm looking for goal scorers. Just have a look at the best and worst sides at defending uh, set pieces, and then mark my calendar for when they're facing each other. Really like that pick. My long shot it comes from Luton's game against Stoke, and it's a card double Ben Pearson combined with Marvellous Nakamba. That's at 16-1 to 1 with Bet365. Now, this involves two loan imports for each respective club. Uh, each respective clubs. Nakamba is a centre mid joining from Premier League Villa. He racked up 13 cards in 39 Premier League appearances, and that gives him a cards per 90 average of 0.34, which is pretty, pretty large. His direct opponent for this game should could be Ben Pearson, who has forged a career on the unpleasant, and he absolutely loves it from what I've seen of him. 98 cards in a career spanning just shy of 250 domestic appearances. And I couldn't believe it when I saw from the 16-17 season to the 18-19 season in the championship at Preston, he accumulated 43 cards in three seasons. He picked up 14 in two of those and 15 in the other, which is just absolutely ridiculous numbers for cards. And after a stop-start spell at Bournemouth, he joined them a couple of seasons ago. He only made 22 starts. I imagine he'll be doubly keen to play some regular first-team football again, which explains why he's dropped down 
to Stoke in the Championship. This bet does come with a big, big caveat. Now, these are two lone players that might not go straight into the team because they haven't been getting much first-team football. They're probably lacking fitness. But given their quality, obviously, they are coming, dropping down from the league above. I suspect that they might be in line, both of them might be in line for a start. And if they are, happy days, 16-1 to 1 double is, is on. If not, um, obviously, you can cash the bet out with 365 and we'll get a nice void, which is certainly better than a loser. So my long shot is a 16-1 to 1 card double. Ben Pearson and Marvellous Nakamba both to be put in Luton v Stoke. Right, so that just about wraps us up. Before we go, Ollie, can you just recap your best bets for the Championship this weekend? Yeah, so my nap was Millwall to beat Sunderland at 2.05 with bet365. My next best is Kieran Dow to have a shot on target in Norwich versus Burnley at evens, also also at bet365. And then my long shot is three separate bets. We've got a quarter of a unit on Liam Lindsay to score first in Preston versus Bristol City. We've also got a quarter of a unit on him to score last at 66 to 1. And then we've also got half a unit on him at 25 to 1 to score any time. All of those with Sky Bet. I oh, love that. I'm all over the long shot. That sounds amazing. My bets for the Championship weekend. My nap is gold. Both teams to score in Norwich games against Burnley. That's at 4-5 to five of William Hill. My next best is West Brom to beat Coventry. That's on Friday night. You can get that at 9-11 to 11 with SBK. And my long shot is a cards double in Luton's game against Stoke, where I'm backing Ben Pearson and Marvellous Nakamba. Both to be booked at 16-1 to one with Bet365. So, that just about wraps us up for this weekend uh, for this week's podcast. We we'll, should be back next Thursday for more championship bets. Before I go, Ollie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for stepping in. Thank you very much for having me. No pleasure. Hopefully, be on again sometime soon if the bets do well. If not, then pretend I was never here. Um, good luck. <laughs> good, good luck with future. If they don't do well, you'll fit right in. <laughs> Amazing. Right. So. Good luck, listener, with all your bets this weekend, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>